from the Ticats Audio Network. This is Ticats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Thursday, October the 27th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. We appreciate it as always as the Ticats were wrapping up practice uh, for the week ahead of Saturday's game against the Ottawa Red Blacks, the regular season finale. And uh, don't say it doesn't mean anything, because that's not true. Because uh, it is a professional football game. Jobs are on the line. And it is a 5 p.m. kickoff. You'll be able to tune in on the Ticats Audio Network at 4 p.m. when Andy and Bubba get you set for it. And then 5 o'clock, RJ and Luke have the call. Of course, we're all paying attention to the game the following week, that being Sunday, November the 6th when the Ticats travel to Montreal to take on the Alouettes in the East semifinal. But they do got one more game to get through in the regular season. That's this Saturday against the Red Blacks, and the Ticats held their final practice today uh, before heading to the nation's capital, which they will do tomorrow. Also tomorrow, just want to put this out there, Forge FC also heading to Ottawa to play for the CPL Championship uh, and you come down and say goodbye to the boys as uh, as they hit the road. Uh, and that's happening at 10 to 12 tomorrow. So just a little plug uh, for the roommates of the Ticats at Tim Hortons Field. That, of course, being the CPLs for Jeff C. And again, 10 to 12 if you want to come down and uh, see that team off uh, before they go play for another championship. Fourth straight year they've been in the championship game trying to win a third in Four years. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Coach Orlando Steinauer, as we normally do, and we'll hear from the award winners that we didn't get to hear from yesterday. So we'll hear from the most outstanding Canadian, Tunde Adelike. We'll hear from the most outstanding offensive lineman, that being Brandon Revenberg, and Seth Small, the team's nominee and team award winner for Rookie of the Year and Special Teams Player of the Year. Had a chance to catch up with all of those guys after practice today. Meanwhile, the news and notes part of the show here. Uh, it's very exciting to announce that J- the uh, Curtis Newton is among nine players nominated for the Jake Kadar Award, which is a uh, award handed out annually to a Canadian player. Demonstrates the attributes of Canada's veterans, strength, perseverance, courage, comradeship, and con- contribution to Canadian communities. Uh, it's made up of a committee of Robert Loken and Amanda Brazil from the Veteran Affairs of Canada, CFL and TSN analyst and honorary colonel of the 417 Combat Sports Squadron, Glenn Souter, CFL PA Executive Director Brian Ramsey, and CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. And as mentioned, Curtis Newton, the Ticats nominee. He had never missed a game since arriving in Hamilton until a torn ACL this year. Despite the season-ending injury, he continued to support teammates and coaches, especially during practice throughout his rehabilitation process. He bowed through early career uncertainty to firmly establish a role on special teams and went on to be named a team captain. He served as a leader, provided guidance and support for younger players while also holding teammates accountable when needed. He was involved with Dane Evans' Play It Forward initiative and Sports Interval House and the Be More Than a Bicep standard program to help end violence against women and uh, I will be able to get Curtis on the show tomorrow so once again congratulations to Curtis uh, for being up for the Jake Goddard Veterans Award and of course Chris Van Zyl won that award last year so uh, we'll hear from Curtis on the honor of being nominated 
on tomorrow's show here on Ticats Today. Right now, let's hear from the head coach and president of football ops. Here's Orlando Steinauer. Here's what he offered up after practice today. It is. Um, they, they came out focused, right? I thought the coaches did a great job today, uh, just not leaving anything to chance. Players responded. They know we're on and off the field, so they get a little lift from knowing they're not going to be out there long. But still a little bit of work to do yet. They'll get up in the meeting room and still get better. And then uh, we'll get on the plane tomorrow and do like we do every week, and that's expect to win. From some, you do you do see a little bit of the energy, but sometimes you just see a level of focus and concentration. But I feel like the uh, the vets around some of the people that may be playing uh, have done a great job of helping them prepare, and there's nothing like uh, trial by error, right? And so uh, we're waiting to see what happens when the lights are on. I definitely know in the sense of preparation. Uh, I can't speak for anybody else's football team. Uh, there'll be more changes probably uh, this week than maybe we've had, except for maybe earlier in the year when we had a bunch of injuries. From that standpoint, if you're, um, you know, but even the thing that's different, you know, the people are alluding to the preseason or game is that you have, you know, 80, however many plus bodies. Where this, you have just your complement of, so you got to play, right? You can't rest everybody. You have to, you have to play. So um, we're going, preparation, that, that should never change and never is a long time, but um, we just don't approach it that way. No, that's a good question. I think that um, at times it is deliberate and, and it's something that we want to emphasize. And at other times the game may not dictate that, right? They can, you know, you can pack the box a certain way and end up in second and long. You don't want to be in that too many times. Uh, at the same time, you don't want to be catching all day as an offensive lineman. So I'd, I'd say it's a mixture of both, uh, being deliberate and also uh, the game plan each week does have something to do with it. How's Wes looking out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked good. He's full of energy today. The heel look, the, the, the ankle looks okay. I heard you, you tried to sneak somebody yesterday. You tried to lure. Who did you try to lure in there on that one yesterday? Yeah. Did I? Uh, Daily, daily. But he he was a vet. You couldn't get daily yesterday, Steve. He tried. Is that your understanding? Is that your understanding? No. Um, he it, it, huh? He did answer it. He said uh, he did answer it. That's a good point. Um, yeah, Wes, Wes is trending towards playing. Yes. Yeah. He's been vital to us, uh, especially when we struggled early. It's important to come away with points. I know I had alluded to that a little bit earlier uh, in some previous talks here, but um, he's just a pro, you know, he's steady, uh, he's strong-minded, which I think is equally as important as whatever leg strength you may or may not have. Um, no, it's not an easy place to kick, right? He's not a dome kicker. Um, like he's responded in some, some weather that's, you know, less than favorable for kickers and he just, he doesn't get shaken and he's, he's managed to stay consistent. Um, he's a likable guy. I think his teammates really support him. And, uh, I think it's really the consistency that, uh, enables him to be the best on the field and also be the best teammate. That is the head coach and president of football ops of the Thai Cats, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after practice. And as always, full scrums available at TieCats.ca. At the end there, he was talking about the team's nominee for most outstanding special teams player and most outstanding rookie, that is Seth Small. He's appeared in 12 games so far. Currently stands second in the league in field goal percentage. He's 36 of 40. He's also made 23 out of his 24 converts. And he tied a franchise record for longest field goal with a 58-yarder earlier this season against the Argos. Uh, and here's what Seth Small had to say 
about being a double honoree for the team awards this year. I wouldn't have believed you, first of all. Uh, coming from Texas, you know, I was just thankful to get the opportunity to play professional football. So very thankful that the Tiger Cats took a chance on me and invited me to camp, and then camp went well, and then I got a call back five weeks later. So just thankful for the opportunity, but no, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, I, I didn't know, I'd never been to Canada, I didn't know very much about Canada. Uh, we actually learned a lot about the uh, uh, Texas Mexican like history in Texas. So, uh, yeah, just thankful. Thank, thank God for the opportunity. Thank the Thai Cats for taking a chance on me. Yes, yes, I did. I remember walking into the to the team room every day, and they have uh, uh, like jerseys just like that of all the guys in the league. And I remember going in there and looking up to those guys, researching those guys, and say, "Wow, like that's that's really inspiring that they sat in the same seats that I did." And hopefully, you know, they put my jersey up in there one day, and some kickers in there, and goes, "Wow, like I want to be like that." It's it's an honor. It means that um, I'm I have great teammates around me that are doing their jobs so that I can succeed at a high level. Um, a lot of guys you won't find their name in the in the paper, like Gordo White, Matt Schiltz, even Dane Evans when he hurt his pec. He came in and held for a couple games and just thankful for guys like that that are so selfless. Um, I think that really speaks to the leadership on the team because, yes, it's starting to become a younger team, but there's also the leadership of Simone Lawrence, Teddy, you know, uh, Cariel Brooks, uh, Braylon, Dane, you know, like all, all the older guys. They definitely make sure that the young guys are, are following in their footsteps and setting this team up for success even after they, they get done playing. They're they're fantastic teammates. I mean, they they celebrate every everything that happens um, in practice, off the field, even like when we come play ping pong together. Like we spend a lot of time together, so that's really special. Uh, we're just we're just really good buddies, and so football is just something that we do together. Something else that we do together. So it's really sweet to have those guys. And I remember just even now, I still ask Dom so many questions about the CFL, about the rules. So he helped make that learning curve. Uh, and you know, he was so welcoming. You know, it's it's a business, and there's some kickers where another kicker comes in, and uh, they kind of give him the cold shoulder. But he he's a great great teammate. So is Blake. So is Gordo. Why are you a better kicker than you were? training camp back in May at that's a that's a great question um it's the guys that I have around me it's uh it's the coaches that give me confidence to go out on the field and then um I also just depend on God and say God like wherever you you're taking me I trust you and I I depend on you and then it's the the guys around me and then you know there's some technical things with kicking that I've tried to clean up but um and work on the craft but it's really it's really the guys around me that allow me to have success and that is Seth Small as we caught up with him after practice. He is the team's nominee for most outstanding rookie and most outstanding special teams player. Speaking of which, the 2018 team award winner for most outstanding special teams player was Courtney Steven. And he was also the team's nominee in 2016 for the Jake Goddard Award, which we talked about earlier, that Curtis Newton is this year's award. But Courtney Steven, now Director of Community Partnerships with the Tidecats, uh, he's going to be by on today's show because uh, a lot's going on with him, including losing his co-host on uh, Tiger Cats game day. So what's he going to do? I don't know. Well, maybe ask him uh, when he joins the show coming up later on. Right now, though, let's go back to post-practice. Let's hear from the most outstanding Canadian. That was Tunde Adelike. I had a chance to catch up with him after practice today. Here's what he had to say about being recognized for that award for the second year in a row. Uh, yeah, just like every year. I appreciate uh, getting recognized by, by the coaches and uh, 
and then I don't know the players, the players too. So it's just uh, it's a it's an honor to get recognized as one of the better Canadians in the league, and the, with our team having like the guys like Lamar and Revenberg and the, the O line and, and the Ted and those guys. So I can't even name them all, but we have a lot of Canadian talent in this on this team and in this league. So it's always good to get recognized for your work. Uh. Well, there's a lot. Of, we have a lot of vets on this team, and we know when it comes to playoff football, it's just you got to win three games, you know. So, and we've been in close games with with Montreal, Toronto, and then whoever from the West is going to be in there. All three of those teams we've been in close games or beaten. So we know we can beat those teams. We just have to put down a three-game consistent like uh, streak, you know. And and right now we're playing our best football, we believe. So just got to continue that into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it sucks to say, but you learn the most about your, yourself and the team when you're when you're losing and when you're not in like the perfect, just winning every game by forty kind of thing, you know. So, we've done that. We a lot of guys here were here in twenty nineteen where football was just practically easy for us, you know, and it didn't really work out. So, we've been tested. We we we've been in situations where we've uh, allowed close games to go the other way, and and now. When we go into these close games, like we know exactly where we can go wrong and exactly how to fix it to win it. So even the games we've won have all been close games. So we're just confident that if, if you put us in the same room with another team and, and we, we play our best football, we can come out with a win. If it's if it's by one point, it's by one point. Uh, expect the guys to make plays out there. At the end of the day, we're, we're going to Ottawa to win. So it doesn't matter who's on the field. Uh, if we have a new guy there, the the a starter or the, the guy who's playing there right now is going to coach him up to the best to play like him or even better. And, and that's how a lot of guys get their opportunity yeah, opportunity in this league is is late games like this. They go out there, they make a, a couple of plays, and then next year they're one of the big guys in the league. So I hope I hope one of the new guys makes a lot of plays. I hope one of I hope I make a lot of plays out there, you know, so we're trying to win that game. That is Tunde Adelike, the team's nominee for most outstanding Canadian as we caught up with him after practice today. And uh, one more piece of sound to get to from post-practice. Last but certainly not least, as, as always, full scrums available at tycats.ca. A chance to catch up with the most outstanding offensive alignment unanimously for the second year in a row, Brandon Revenberg. Here's what Rev had to say after practice today. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's always an honor, especially with the O-line room that we have right now. I mean... I'm so proud of these guys and the way we've all been playing as a unit, so it's definitely an honor to be picked for this one. Yeah, the old, the old group of misfits here, eh? Yeah, right. um, honestly, the, the biggest thing is just spend that time together and kind of getting that continuity going. And, I mean, uh, we're work together, obviously, when we play, but even off the field, in the O-line room, when we're eating lunch, even just hanging out after hours, right? Sorry. Oh, 250 milky. Speaking of fines. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at it a little different in the sense, um, but for us, we're, we're, we want to win. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, everyone's out there, everyone's trying to win this game. That's, that's the most important thing right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blast. Like I said, it's one of those things that we just, we love doing, and the fact that we're being able to kind of tee off and really get it going has been a really good time. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know they're still going to bring it at the end. Like, we, we know they're still going to bring it. There's a lot to play for for them, right? Whether it's pride, whatever it may be, contracts, there's still lots on the line for them. And, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're a team still, right? They still want to win as well. And that's Brandon Revenberg as we caught up with him after practice today. And, as always, Ticats.ca, where you can catch full scrums. And our thanks to uh, Jack, the intern, for doing a great job making sure you get to hear what the players say every day after practice. All right, shifting gears, very pleased to be joined now by the Director of Community Partnerships for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's a former Tiger Cat and an analyst on the Tiger Cats Audio Network in search 
of a new co-host because uh, court, uh, your co-host would rather be tackled by professional athletes than continue to do a show with you. I mean, I, I'd be a little insulted. Just kidding, buddy. Uh, but to see uh, to see Mike back out there being a pro football player once again, uh, somebody who knows him well. Uh, what do you what do you think of that? Man, it must it must be rough in the in that audio booth. But no, man. Uh, it's awesome to see 35 student back up, a familiar face, somebody who's done his thing in the donut box plenty of times. I mean, I guess his analysis must have just been too accurate. They had to bring him into the meeting room to get it firsthand. So I'm happy for him. Uh, we had the joke. Of how, how many shows does he have to go back and delete uh, where the criticism might have been a little harsh on his teammates? Uh, anything, uh, anything we should be aware of? Always a pro, Mike Daly. You can count on him. So I think he's good. Uh, can we just talk about, you know, his leadership? I mean, you you got to play with him. You you know what he does. Seven years in the CFL. He's a, a Vanier Cup champion with McMaster, a guy who's played in three great cups. I mean, it's a younger room, that special teams. You've been that guy before, that veteran leadership. What what do you think, Coach O, Craig Butler, what do you think they're hoping to get out of, out of Mike Daly? Well, this is the time of year where, everything matters so much more you're living under a microscope and to have guys who visited that place before that very few get to go like a championship game uh that's priceless so to put mike in the locker room put him on the practice field it's like having an additional coach out there and i think that can go a long way uh regardless of if he gets on the field or not that's going to be an asset to that locker room and that team just a veteran presence and another guy who can echo the things that the coaches are preaching and, and he's familiar already too. So that's going to help a ton. There's almost zero learning curve, except for the fact that, you know, maybe the language of a few new plays here or there, but um, being a vet, he's going to pick that up right away. And, and it's more so what he can do to help the other guys as they're uh, navigating uncharted waters, the younger guys that is. Doesn't hurt that he doesn't have 17 games worth of, uh, of damage to his body. I mean, he's coming in, Tip top shape. You and I both know uh, Mike pretty well. Uh, that guy, that guy hasn't lost a step since his playing days. Uh, I mean, it was only a year ago, but uh, that guy looks like he's ready to get right back in the lineup. And and he's a dad, an experienced dad, so he should have some old man strength that he's bringing to the table with those fresh legs. <laughs> well said, buddy. Uh, let's talk about this team because it's a pretty interesting week. Some guys have admitted it's weird. You know, coach says it's 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 tricky. It's not difficult, but there's going to be some roster decisions. Guys who want to rest can't rest. Guys who who don't want to rest or maybe asked to take a break. It is a weird week as a player. How do you keep your mind focused on the task at hand, which is winning the football game on Saturday? Well, I don't think anybody wants to enter the playoffs. Um, cold you know you want to be warmed up you want to be primed but at the same time you did just go through 17 other football games and at this point in the year the hurt rate is 100 now some guys may not be on the injured list but i guarantee you that if you put the jersey on and you broke a sweat that something is achy right now so the guys who are going to get heavy minutes in the game the guys who don't get a chance to get a break any other opportunity through the season I think you rest some of those guys because that's going to give you your best shot. Um, but really and truly, uh, you really want to win this game because the Ticats are the hottest team in the CFL right now. And that momentum is priceless. So to be able to keep that going into Montreal, which will be a hostile environment, we know that it's going to be loud. We know that they have a great team on that side of the ball. You can't look past Ottawa, but you want to go into Montreal on a high note. You definitely don't want to lay an egg this week. 
Yeah, well said. Um, I want to talk about, uh, we've been talking about the awards, Timothy, uh, Timothy White. This guy, really special. And, you know, we talked about it with him yesterday. The catches that he's made down the stretch. I mean, you can make the argument that he is a huge reason, if not the reason, the Ticats won against Calgary. Made that big catch for Matthew Shields to set up the Seth Small field goal last week. What have you seen out of number 12? And and what makes him such a special player? Well, it's it's the guys who show up consistently that give you a chance to win, but it's the guys who show up when the lights are the brightest and the clock is the lowest who actually win those games. And uh, I really love the fact that Tim White, the guy who's had the most chances to catch the ball in the league, he's got the most receptions. Um, he's the one who's been making those big plays because who else would you rather count on than the guy who you go to most frequently? Uh, he's stepping into that role. He's embracing it. He's running away with it, quite honestly. And um, he's giving headaches to these opposing defenses because it's not just the speed that he's hitting people with, but it's the possession style catches that he's making while he's getting banged around in the clutch. And I think if you have a guy like that on your roster, it gives not only the quarterback more confidence, but it gives the offensive coordinator more confidence to call certain plays in certain situations and really have faith that they're going to come through for you. So Tim White, you know, all honors he's gotten, he's earned and he's deserved. Uh, Tunde Adelke, the most outstanding Canadian for the second year in a row. You've played, uh, you, you guys have never really crossed paths. You guys were supposed to play together in 2020, I know, but uh, he was in Calgary. You were, you know, you were here, you were in Calgary, you know. Um, but what is it about Tunde? Again, an outstanding Canadian, but maybe you can put us in the perspective of a safety and just the way he directs traffic back there. He is the general of a very talented group of DBs, what makes him special? Well, it's, you know, you can start with the obvious things. Like he's got the physical traits. He's ranged to cover numbers and numbers. And he's like the eraser back there. If anybody does make a mistake, he's there to to clean it up and, and get rid of it. He's a great tackler, which is can't be overstated, especially in a defense where you're going to take chances. You're going to apply pressure. You're going to play cover zero. You need somebody who can get over there and make an open field tackle which I've said on record is the hardest thing to do other than parenting two under two. Um, but no, Tunde, the things that he does that don't get seen by the average fan might be the most important, getting guys lined up, communicating, making sure everyone's on the same page. The Ticats don't bust a lot of defenses. And that's because they got somebody in the center of the defense who's making sure the left side, the right side, the front and the back are all working in unison. And that's what you get from a veteran safety, a guy like Tunde, who's, I mean, he's played in big games. And he's made a ton of plays. And, and his consistency this year is just a display of the hard work that he's been putting in. And um, him taking coaching from a lot of the great coaches that are on this staff who've helped him come along. So it's great to see him getting his flowers. Uh, Joe Santos Knox getting his flowers as well. He's nine off the franchise record for tackles in a season. He's already broken a 100. Uh, so his name will be in the record books, you know, regardless for the Ticats. A really consistent player. I mean, him and Cam Kelly – at that linebacker spot, obviously Simone with some injuries this year, but number 45, invaluable to the success of this Ticats defense. Yeah, and he's about as tough as they come because, you know, in this league, you're going to have tough, strong running backs like a, a Kandine Carey or a Sutton or whoever it may be that you got to tackle and, and it, it weighs on you a little bit. And then you've got speedy, fast guys that are going to try and beat you to the edge. And then you've got those 300-pound offensive lineman leaning on you but um 
none of that is enough to prevent Jovan Santos Knox from getting his name in the stat book, right? He's had multiple 10 tackle games. He's been healthy through it all. And that's one of the main things. It's like your best ability is usually availability. And for a guy who's making heavy contact so many times per game, his ability to stay in there and be consistent and be present, that's huge. So, um, you know, that's preparation, man. you got to be in the weight room. And, and as they say, that's why you lift all them damn weights. <laughs> Has never missed a game while with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And you talk about consistency and getting better game in and game out. If you can stay in the lineup, you can stay healthy. Obviously a huge part of success. And then to have the skill set that uh, that Jovan does obviously speaks for itself. Uh, this week at Tim Hortons Field, uh, some celebration of uh, some young athletes. The Night of Champions was held here at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, take off your Ticats Audio Network Analyst hat. Put on your Director of Community Partnerships hat, my friend. Uh, what a great night celebrating uh, some great local athletes uh, in the city. Yeah, I mean, as the, the biggest football show in town, it's important for us to invest back in the community and just to recognize people who are going the extra miles. So Night of Champions, it's an opportunity for us to welcome people into Tim Warren's field. We put on the lights, we bring out all the balloons and all the plaques and awards, and uh, we recognize not only the young student athletes who are great on the field, but the ones who demonstrate the character traits that you would think of as a role model. You know, somebody who is a team captain, somebody who is a leader in their community, somebody who's persevered through adversity and some of these stories my goodness when you hear them uh it really can motivate you whether you are another student or you're a parent or you're a coach or you're a professional these kids are inspiring nothing short of remarkable what a lot of them have gone through we've we had a kid who battled back from a, a broken vertebrae to finish his senior season playing football we've had kids who went out and worked two jobs and then volunteered to raise money so that their teammates had the financial ability to play football um, just a number of excellent things happening throughout the city. And it's often not a, not something we talk about because it goes under the radar, but it's great that we're able to recognize them. And then also thanks to our partners from Stelco, we were able to put a little money in their pocket towards their post-secondary education. So once they send us that confirmation that they did get accepted, that transaction will go through and we'll have some smiling faces through the hammer. Yeah, a thousand bucks, uh, five one thousand dollars scholarships handed out uh, on Tuesday night. Don't 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 cheat them, Louis. We gave them two thousand. Sorry, that's right, that's right. Two thousand dollars <laughs> scholarships, which again, I mean, I was going to say a thousand bucks goes a long way these days. Two thousand uh, dollars for sure. I mean, this the, for some of these kids, you know, life changing money. Yeah, it'd be good. Get you a few books and uh, hopefully maybe get you down to that dining hall for uh, a couple of big <laughs> meals because these guys do play football. Yeah, I, I, I saw some of the picks. Uh, we had them up on our uh, Ticat social media account, and you also recognized uh, some coaches as well, Coach of the Year. So it was a great night down here this week. Uh, Court, I know not much really happening with the professional teams at Tim Hortons Field now as uh, we got Forge hitting the road for the championship game this weekend, Ticats hitting the road, then on the road for the playoffs. But you're still super busy. Uh, what do you got going on here? Well, actually, uh, I'm planning to hit the road as well because uh, it's not often that you get to see uh, Forge FC play in a championship game and, and then turn around and have the playoffs playing in the CFL. So I'm, I'm going to put on my hat, my fan hat, <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm going to be traveling with the teams to go see those guys kick butt and take names and, and hopefully bring a couple more championships back to the city. Yes, well said, buddy. Thank you so much for doing this as always, Court. Uh, enjoy the uh, the games this weekend. And uh, again, thanks for doing this, man. My pleasure.
My thanks to Courtney Steven for joining me today, and my thanks to you as well, because you know that we would not be able to do this show without your support, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows we have for you on the Ticats Audio Network. Like a brand new episode of Ticats this week uh, with RJ and Luke that will be dropping tomorrow here on the Ticats Audio Network. Speaking of tomorrow, we'll be back as well, same time, same place. Hope you'll join us then. From all of us here at the Tycast Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day. Tycast Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tycats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tycats.ca. Subscribe to the Tycats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.